morning. I hope everybody, uh, at least everybody I've met, looks like they're pretty much stuffed. So I hope you had a, had a great Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is one of those times of, of year when uh, it's pretty easy to express gratitude because we're, we're just grateful and we, you know, we, we list off the things that we're grateful for. But the reality is, uh, let's be honest, that most of the year we're spent complaining and whining. Uh, I mean, don't, don't you agree with that? That uh, there probably isn't a day goes by that we're not complaining about something. And for some of us, it's every hour that you're complaining, just over and over again. Let me propose to you that what we've got here in our country is we've got a culture of complaint. Uh, that we just, we want to complain all the time. Everybody complains. Let me share with you, this is, this is wonderful. This is, you know, when you go to, to state parks and national parks, they always have a suggestion box, and they've got a card there. You can put your suggestion on it, drop it in the box about, you know, here's how you can improve your service. These are actual quotes from cards that were put in a box at Bridger Wilderness area in Wyoming. And listen to some of these. Trails need to be wider so that people can walk while holding hands. Okay, trails need to be reconstructed. Please avoid building trails that go uphill. Mm. Too many bugs and leeches and spiders and spider webs. Please spray the wilderness to rid the area of these pests. Okay, uh, please pave the trail so they will, can be snow plowed during the winter. Uh, chairlifts need to be in some places so we can get wonderful views without having to hike to them. Uh, the coyotes made too much noise last night and kept me awake. Please eradicate these annoying animals. And then this is my favorite, okay? A small deer came into my camp and stole my jar of pickles. Is there any way I can get reimbursed? Please call and then the number, all right? Or reflectors need to be placed on trees every 50 feet so people can hike at night with flashlights. And then this one. Too many rocks in the mountains. Okay. Escalators would be nice on steep uphill sections. And McDonald's would be nice at the trailhead. Yeah. And then this last one. The places where trails do not exist are not well marked. The places where trails do not exist are not well marked. Let's take a survey, okay, because we are a culture of complaining, all right? How many of you uh, get angry, complain when your fast food doesn't come fast enough? Yeah, okay, some of us do. Uh, do you find yourself complaining and yelling at the television screen? Okay. How many of you would complain if, even if we hung you with a new rope? I mean, the fact of the matter is we are a nation of complaining. We complain about... <coughs> excuse me, about everything. Um, well, folks, it's time for a new approach to life, especially among Christians, okay? Uh, as Christians, it's time for something radically different. How about developing a culture of gratitude to show gratitude, uh, you know, walking in gratitude? How about uh, really exhibiting gratitude every day? I think if we did that, the difference would be remarkable. 
if we would approach life with gratitude. Being grateful can bring about some amazing things in your life when you and I begin to adapt an attitude of gratitude. Um, you know, we're talking about an attitude that would be in stark contrast to our culture of complaining. We would have a different attitude. Uh, General, President, former President and General Dwight Eisenhower speaks of his mother as being a very smart and very saintly woman. <clears throat> and he said one day in their farm, um, Mrs. Eisenhower was playing a card game with, with her boys. <coughs> and he said, now, don't, we're not talking about cards with aces and spades and queens and jacks and, and so forth on them. He says, mother was too straight-laced for that. But anyway, he said, mother was the dealer, and she dealt me a very bad hand, and I began to complain. And then he said that mother looked at the boys and said, boys, put your cards down. I want to say something to you, and especially to you, Dwight. And he said this, you're in a game in your home with your mother and your brothers who love you. But in life, you're going to be dealt hands without love. Learn to play those hands without complaining. Ask God for his help, and you will win at the game of life. That's pretty good advice. Learn not to complain. We need to play the hand that we're dealt with and do it without complaining. And so we need to walk with gratitude. Folks, that's a different approach than the world in which we live. Walk with gratitude. Take a different, uh, a different course in life. Learn to develop an attitude of gratitude. You realize that, that complaining is really a sign of discontent? Because what you're saying is, God, somehow I've been working my end of the deal, but you've gone fishing. You're, you're not around. Yet life is not turning out the way that, that I want it to. The, the person with the discontented heart has the attitude that everything that he or she does for God is too much, and everything that God does for him or her is too little. That's the attitude of, of complaining. And if you don't have an attitude of gratitude, you know what you're left with? Attitude. You just got an attitude, okay? So the attitude of gratitude understands that everything that we have in life comes from God. It's a gift from God. And we need to rejoice in all that God has done and is doing and all that God has given us and all that God will give us. Uh, Paul writes this in 1 Timothy 4.4. 4. He says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. So are you and I receiving from the hand of God with gratitude? I mean, every time, you know, life deals you a hard hand, think about it. You can still be grateful to God for who he is and for what he's done in your life. Uh, there are several things about gratitude. One thing about gratitude, it's good for your health. There have been lots of studies done that show that people who are grateful, that approach life positive, are much healthier. And so that's important in your life. But also being grateful is a, it's a great antidote for worry. Uh, you know, if you and I would be grateful each and every day for what God has blessed us with, we wouldn't worry so much. We wouldn't uh, be fretting so much about what's going on around us, about what we don't have or what we can't control. God's Word tells us this in Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Uh, think about it. What is it that generally keeps us awake at night? It's worry. 
we, we're worrying about this and worrying about that. Maybe a better approach might be to, to think grateful thoughts. I mean, there really is something about counting your blessings instead of counting sheep. It will change your whole outlook on life. And so another thing about gratitude, being grateful, is that gratefulness is commanded by God. God has commanded us to be grateful. Uh, have you ever had one of those days that you'd just like to forget everything? You know, that, you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong, and you just, you're just, you wish you could forget the day. God says, don't forget it, but be grateful for it. Look at Ecclesiastes 11.8. Rejoice in every day of life. So regardless of all this happening in your life, think about it. Nothing can rob you of your salvation. Nothing can, uh, can take your place or rob you of your place in the kingdom of God. And nothing can rob you of the incredible fact that God loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Hebrews 12 and verse 28 says this, Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Catch the words there. That is unshakable. See, when we're walking in Jesus Christ, circumstances are going to happen, maybe that we don't expect, that we really, really don't want. But God says those things can't shake us. We're part of an everlasting kingdom, and, and nothing can take that away from us. And for that, we ought to be grateful. Um, God's command, God's desire, God's will for us is that we be grateful. First Thessalonians 5.18, God's word says this, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Now, I want to get practical. How, how do you and I begin to develop gratitude in our life? What are some areas of our life where we need to show gratitude uh, to God for all that, that he is doing in our life. Let me mention five areas. First of all, you and I need to, to uh, develop gratitude in our response to life. Develop gratitude in your response to life. Romans 12, 3. Paul said this, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given to us. And so I respond with gratitude by recognizing the source of all that I've received and the reason why I have all those things in my life. I mean, think about it. Doesn't everything that I possess come from God? It's a gift from his hands. And note the words here. It says, God has given me. Everything we have is a gift from the hand of God. Every good gift and every perfect gift, the Scripture tells us, comes down from the Father of lights. Um, and second, think about why we've received it. Note the last part of that verse. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given you. See, the only reason that we have what we have is because God has given it to us. Uh, I don't merit it. I don't earn it. God certainly doesn't owe, he's not obligated to give it to me in any way. It's a gift. It, that's the, it's pure grace. And when I recognize that, then I'm going to learn to be grateful for all that God has given me. Uh, gratitude says that, hey, I wouldn't have anything if it weren't for God. Um, gratitude ought to be the dominant way 
in which we approach all of life, saying thanks to God each and every day of our life. The psalmist put it best in Psalm 44, 8. He says, O God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. So in other words, we ought to praise, uh, approach every day and for that matter, every moment of the day with gratitude toward God for all that he's given to us, all that he is to us. So here's a, your, your practical assignment, okay? What I'd like to, to propose that you do is tomorrow morning when you get up, and then maybe every day during the, the coming week, before you even get out of bed, just simply say, God, I am thankful for today. Help me to be grateful for everything that happens in this day. Try that and see if it doesn't begin to change your attitude. A second thing that we need to be grateful for is in our worship. Be grateful in your worship. You need to develop an attitude of gratitude and worship to God that whenever we come together to worship, we approach the experience with gratitude in our heart because you realize that our attitude in worship is critical. Jesus said that those who worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. That is, that, that our attitude must be right and our practice must be correct. And when we worship God in, in ways that are pleasing to him, that is, that we're giving him the reverence to his name, where we're recognizing how awesome he is, then we're getting, beginning to express gratitude to God. Listen to that last part of Hebrews 12, 28. We looked at just a few moments ago. Look at the last part of that verse. It says, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Now, the words holy fear there, that's the word reverence. Uh, that's a proper understanding of who God really is and who we are. I mean, we recognize who God is. He is holy God. And we recognize who we are, unholy creatures. And, and one of the things that we need to learn to do, folks, when we, if you an attitude of reverence, we need to learn to stand before God and folks tremble in his presence. How often do we do that? And yet scripture over and over again talks about trembling before God to recognize he is God. And I'm just a mere mortal. That's what reverence means. And then he says also, we're to worship him with awe. Awe, that, that simply means a sense of utter shock at the indescribable greatness of God. You ever just think about God and you're just in awe of how great, how mighty, how wonderful he is, uh, to, to, that he's a, such a great God and that he is absolutely in control. I was reading this week, in Psalm 2, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on in the world today. War and, and uh, you know, people just denigrating God and Christians and all that. And, and, you know, you wonder what in the world's going to happen to our world. And I read in Psalm 2, and it says God looks down, and you know what he does? He laughs. He laughs. God is so absolutely in control and sovereign Lord that all of this fury that's going on in our world today, he's just amused by it. You and I need to hold on to that kind of God who is so absolutely in control. That's what it means to have all, worship in all before God. And that's one of the benefits of worship. Worship will allow us to kind of readjust our thinking and our priorities in life and, and uh, leave behind the complaining and whining and really become more and more grateful toward God. 
Because worship is simply acknowledging God and his, that he is absolutely in control. And, and we worship in many ways. I mean, think about the ways we worship. There's prayer, there's verbal praise and adoration, there's fasting, uh, listening to God's word, uh, to listening to God's voice through his word, uh, confession, meditation, silence before God, things like baptism, the Lord's Supper, uh, even greeting one another in, in the Lord's name. All those are, are ways of worship. And in reality, think about it. Anything that you and I do that brings pleasure to God is worship. You can worship God at work if you're doing it for the right reason, if you're worshiping, uh, if you're working to bring glory to God. And perhaps one of the things that we think about most when we talk about worship is singing. But keep in mind, folks, that singing is just one part of worship. And, and when we sing, the attitude of our heart ought to be that of gratitude. Colossians 3.16, God's Word tells us this, let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. And then look, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. That's our attitude of gratitude. Every time we worship, we worship through singing. You know, singing is one of the most important ways that we worship gratefully toward God. Uh, singing is an avenue toward into our soul, if you think about it. It's a key way in which we show emotion. You can express gratitude to God intellectually, say, oh God, you're great and you're mighty and all that. But when you and I sing, it adds a different element of our emotion. In other words, when you're singing in worship, you're engaging the heart, the soul, and the mind all in expressing gratitude toward God. The psalmist said this in Psalm 7, verse 17. This is from the Living Bible. It says, oh, how grateful and thankful I am to the Lord because he is so good. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord who is above all lords. And then James tells us this in James 5, 13. Those who have reason to be thankful should continually sing praise to the Lord. So it doesn't matter if you can't carry a tune in a bucket. Sing anyway, okay? Remember it says make a joyful noise to the Lord. doesn't have to be on key. It just needs to be joyful and grateful. Uh, here's a practical step, okay? Whenever we come together to sing, concentrate not on the music. Concentrate not on the musicians. Don't concentrate on the people around you, but concentrate on God. You're expressing gratitude to him. Concentrate on the richness of the message of Jesus Christ that is being proclaimed as you sing. So we need to express gratitude in our, in our worship. And then a third way we express gratitude is in our giving, in our giving. <clears throat> if you really think through it, the reason why we give is out of gratitude to the Lord for what he gives to us. I mean, everything we have comes from him. And, and don't forget the greatest gift yet, that of a personal, never-ending, uh, never-changing relationship with God through Jesus Christ and his death on our behalf. And so we simply are responding when we give. We're giving gratefully back to God. Let me give you two examples out of Scripture of giving gratefully. <laughs> the first one comes from the life of David. And if you remember, uh, David wanted to build the temple in honor of, of God for all that God had done for him. And yet God said, no, not you, but your son. So David says, well, I can at least gather together all the material and the wealth 
that's going to be needed to build this temple. And so he called the people together, and they all gave willingly and gave so much that they finally had to say, stop, don't bring anything else and all that. And then he stood before the people, all this construction material gathered around him. And he said this in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 10. Listen to this prayer. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on the earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hands, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we can give anything to you? He goes on and he says this. Um, I've lost my place. There it is. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. O Lord our God, even this material that we have gathered to build your temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. I love this passage because that's a gratitude attitude. To say, everything you've given me, I want to give back to you. What I have is simply an, uh, an act of gratitude toward you by giving it back to you. Uh, it, what he's saying is, God, we're simply giving back to you what you've given to us. We wouldn't have it if you didn't give it to us. And so I want to give it back to you. He says, I simply want to give to you what is rightfully yours. That's an attitude of gratitude. You see, <clears throat> folks, our giving is really an indicator of the spiritual condition of our heart. Uh, and because if we're really walking with the Lord, our gratefulness is going to be shown by the generosity of our hearts. You know, a miser is not showing gratitude. He's giving out of, out of he's giving begrudgingly. He's giving selfishly. Um, there's no gratefulness there. But when you and I give willingly and we give graciously and, and, and we give abundantly, then we're expressing gratitude toward God. So as you give, check out your attitude. Are you giving, well, I've got to give this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or are you giving out of gratitude, saying, God, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for you. Is our attitude one of gratefulness or is it one of selfishness? The second uh, verse that I wanted to share with you <clears throat> is the example of the Corinthian church. Um, they took up an offering, a relief offering for the church in Jerusalem. Listen to this out of the message paraphrase. It simply says this, 2 Corinthians 9, 13. This relief offering is a prod to live at your very best, showing your gratitude to God by being openly obedient to the plain meaning of the message of Christ. You show your gratitude through your generous offering to your needy brothers and sisters and really toward everyone. So question that you and I need to wrestle with, is our gratitude showing in our giving? So here's your practical assignment. 
next time you give, whether it's in the box at the back or online or, or you know, however you, however you choose to give, pause for just a moment and say, God, thank you for all that you've given me and from all that abundance that you've provided for me, I want to give back to you because I love you. That's an attitude of gratitude. <clears throat> so we need to, to show our gratitude in our response to life. We need to show it in our worship. We need to show it in our giving. But also, we need to develop a gratitude attitude in our relationships, in your relationship to other people. Uh, how many of us are really grateful for the people in our lives? Um, and do we show it? Look, for instance, at the example of the Apostle Paul. Writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.3, he says this, Timothy, I thank God for you. That's gratitude, okay? The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you <clears throat> in my prayers. And then in Ephesians 1.16, he says this, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Do you realize that the people in your life have been placed there by God? They're God's gift to you. Are you grateful for them? And, and not only that, do you express gratitude to God for those people, and do you express the gratitude to those people? Are you showing gratitude by letting them know you're grateful? Are you expressing gratitude by praying for them? You know, we need to treat our relationships, folks, as a gift from God, even when they irritate us sometimes, okay? Uh, God has placed them there for a variety of reasons, and so we should gratefully accept them as a gift from God, thanking him for giving them to us and also expressing gratitude to them personally. It's going to do wonders with our attitude toward others if we recognize them as a gift from God. Now, here's your practical assignment, okay? I want you to focus on somebody that um, irritates you. We've all got people like that in our life. I call them EGR people, extra grace required. And we've all got those kind of people in our lives, right? All right? But think about it. Pray to God and say, God, I accept them as a gift from you. I don't understand why you've put them in my life but you have given them into my life for a reason, for a purpose. They're a gift from you, and I thank you for them, even when they drive me nuts. You know, I'm grateful for what they're going to do in my life. So focus on somebody and thank God for them. But second thing, and this is the hard part, okay, I want you to go to them and express gratitude for them. Just say, hey, I'm grateful for you. You don't have to elaborate or anything. Just say, I'm grateful for you. Now, okay, let me clarify something here, okay? If you go out of here this morning and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm grateful for you, don't assume that you're the EGR person in their life, the person who irritates them, okay? But we need to learn to express gratitude for one another because every one of us have been gifted with people all around us. So we need to develop gratitude in our relationships. And finally, we need to develop gratitude in our surrender to God. Develop gratitude in your surrender to God. You know, when we have an attitude of gratitude, we're going to realize it is not all about me, but it's all about God. We're going to allow God to be the absolute Lord, not just of the universe, but we're going to allow him to be the Lord of the inner universe of our hearts. 
to where he becomes the one. He becomes the boss in our life. Let's do God's desire as expressed through the psalmist. Psalm 50, verse 14. <clears throat> Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. See, in Old Testament times, sacrifices were given uh, to bring pleasure to God, to, to be pleasing to God. In, in addition, sacrifices were offered to restore or to enhance the relationship with God. And so here is God saying, hey, the only sacrifice I want for you is for you to give thanks from your heart and integrity in your walk each and every day. Folks, God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our worship. God is worthy of our absolute devotion to him. And gratefulness to him means that I am allowing him to be first place in my life, that I'm going to allow him to be the Lord of my life. I'm going to choose to walk with him each and every day. Paul put it this way in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. He says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. <coughs> Look what he says. In light of all that God has done for us, if you think about all that God has done for us, isn't then the only thing that we can really do is to give our all back to him, absolute surrender to him, give our lives to him? That, friends, is going to be the biggest form of gratitude. When we say, God, in light of everything you've done for me, I want to show my gratitude by giving myself back to you. So how do you, how do you develop that kind of... Uh, attitude of gratitude in, in the practical aspects of life. Well, for some of you, you, you could express gratitude to God by stepping across the line and accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in light of the fact that he created you, that he loved you, that he sent his son to die for you. The greatest act of gratitude you could have to say, Jesus Christ, I invite you to come into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I want to renounce the ways in which I've been going. I want to go in a new direction. I ask you to forgive me and to come into my life and make me brand new. That would be one way in which some of you could really express gratitude this Thanksgiving season. For some of you, an attitude of gratitude might be that you follow in obedience. You know, God is, uh, the Bible says over and over again that the way in which we show our love to God is through our obedience. And some of you, yes, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, but you never followed in baptism. That's the very first thing you're to obey him in, and yet you've never done that. Next Sunday uh, is Baptism Sunday here in, the, in our church. What a great opportunity to say, I am grateful to God for the salvation you've given me. I want to follow in baptism. You could do that as, as well. And for some of you, maybe you need to find your rightful place uh, here in this church as a member of the church to, uh, to say, you know what, I want to cast my lot in with this family that we could serve the Lord in this community. And then for some of us, maybe for all of us, the best way in which we can express gratitude is total surrender to Jesus Christ by simply saying yes. See, God has something for every single person. It's not the same for every person. 
there's something God is impressing on you, and you need to simply say to God, yes. I say yes. That would be a great way to show gratitude to God. So instead of being a society of complaining, why don't the body of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ, let's be a culture of gratitude because of all that God has done for us. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we want to be grateful in all the ways in which we approach life. Help us not to be complaining and bitter and angry and hostile and negative, but instead teach us to be grateful, grateful in the way we approach life, grateful in, in how we worship, grateful in our relationships, grateful in the way in which uh, we give our gifts to you grateful in just surrendering our lives to you. You have done so much for us. May we simply say yes, Lord Jesus. Do with us, in us, what you choose to do. In your name we pray.